What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Five Out Podcast. Today, I've got a special crew with me. As you guys know, you guys know Robin. You guys have seen him before. Um, but I got a special man, Luke Heaton, um, a buddy of ours. Uh, we actually, me and Robin played with him in high school and not just in high school. We basically, the three of us grew up together in a sense. Um, you know, when, when Robin was Texas Express and we were the Coppell Heat beating him up at the wreck uh, in league games on a, on a fine Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Um, so, so we, you know, we, we all played basketball together for a very long time. So today should be a very fun show uh, for you guys at home. Uh, Luke is an A&M grad as well. Um, he loves golf, and he's been, he, he's had his own podcast, multiple podcasts before. He's been on podcasts. I see him on Facebook Live all the time. I don't, I don't know what that is. I just see him on Facebook Live uh, on some other podcasts. So he's joining us because he loves college hoops. So that's what we're gonna do today. Got some college hoop talks, a little bit about some NBA trades. Uh, but first, you know how we started here. We got to go with our trivia questions. I uh, got no random questions today because I want to talk a lot about basketball. But the first one is um, I've got four for you guys because we're in the final four. And these ones should be super easy. Okay. When was the last time uh, Houston made the final four? Landon uh, Gosling, baby. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not it. That's wrong, Rob. My guess, my guess is uh, like 50-something years. I know for Baylor, it's been like 71 years or something like that. Okay, so they, my, okay, my four questions are, when are the Final Four? When's the last time they made the Final Four? So Baylor was 1950. Dang. Okay. Houston was the uh, five slamma jamma days in 1984 uh, with with Akeem and Clyde. Back to back losses, back gut wrenching for the for the Cougar fans. Yes, sir. That was the last time Landon's team did not make the final four. That's why I was tripping out on you. Um, <laughs> didn't make the final four. You're hey, right. but his uh, not about no App State. His old App State Mountaineers <laughs> didn't make the final four. No. <laughs> um, number three, Gonzaga was 2018. Uh, a couple years ago they've made this is the second time they made it in four years and then do y'all know ucla uh 2000 luke you should know this 2000 2000 uh i don't know the year 2008 2008 yes sir 2008 when you're jayhawks rock chalk baby come on i got my pants on my pj pants but i'm gonna stick to the the waist up on the camera today hey hey, hey, he didn't win one but i got my you can't jimmer baby my jimmer jimmer for dead jersey on Wanted to rock a little jersey today because this goes out on Thursday. You know, shout out Jersey Thursday. Um, but before we go into college hoops, uh, some big news has happened in the NBA uh, with the trade deadline. There was a lot of huge trades uh, that had happened that affect that you know affected the league as well as some big buyouts. Uh, we have a I don't even know the call. Are they a super team now? The Brooklyn Nets with the additions of uh, Blake Griffin and, and Lamarcus Aldridge. Robert, are they a super team or is, do we need to redefine that term and give them another name? I mean, just because Blake and LaMarcus are old, I guess you can give them the benefit of the doubt. But, like, they have a lot of all-star appearances throughout the, all of them. So I would consider them a super team. But they, they don't, now they have, like, what? I would say, like, five guys. Because, I mean, Blake is playing out of his mind right now. Yep. And he's I, not even playing that many minutes. Yeah. I mean, everyone thought he was washed up and he thought, you know, he was done and he was he was – you know, just garbage thrown to the thrown to the wolves, and now he goes to Brooklyn, and he's playing like another. He's playing at an, at an all star level again. I mean, basketball is easier when you play with good teammates. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it, remind, it reminds me of uh, 
like we'll look back in 20 years and we're going to read the names on their roster and it's going to be like, oh my gosh, how do they get all those players? But then to me, it reminds me like the 04 Lakers, oh. Kobe Shaq. And then you see names like Gary Payton, Carl Malone, like what? How do they not win that year? But those guys were ancient. Um, yep. But no, yeah, Blake and, and uh, LaMarcus definitely still have some juice in them. So mm-hmm. that team's crazy. Apparently LaMarcus came out and said, um, that he, he can help the Brooklyn Nets with their defensive IQ and their defensive rotation. And then I saw a bunch of pictures of him, like, not being in the right spot. <laughs> um, Dude, where's the pride? Me, personally, I couldn't do that. I don't know. Like, I, 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 kind, of, I kind of run with, like, Lillard's mentality of staying loyal. Like, I did, I, where's the competition? There's just so much fun in competing. LaMarcus only did it because of KD, UT connection. You know, they had something there. And then other three are already friends, Harden, Kyrie, yada, yada, yada. Blake. Well, <laughs> we, can all go back, we can all go back to the, the tweet that Kevin Durant sent out. Why is everyone wanting to go to the Lakers and Heat? And now, as we've seen, KD only goes to super teams with superstars. Um, so, I guess, you know, it's a catch-22, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so we got the, the Brooklyn Nets are now stacked. Well, then you look on the other side, the team on the West that we've all, you know, think think will probably be the matchup the, the Lakers and Nets they go out and signed Andre D- Drummond as well um I mean like the NBA is that's why the NBA is not as fun to watch anymore you know re-getting back into college basketball this time because of March Madness I've re-enjoyed like loving the game of basketball because it's so pure at the college level whereas when you get to the NBA it's about how many superstars can I get on my squad yeah yeah I, I agree I don't know that's why NBA is such and I, some guy said this to me a few years ago, but now I, it's so true. I think it's such a transactional league. Mm-hmm. Like the player movement is so much more exciting to watch and entertaining than the actual games. Yeah. Like for the common fan, the common fan doesn't watch any regular season games, especially now in Dallas when Mavs games aren't even on television because TVs are horrendous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, so player movement is fun. Cause you don't get that in the NFL really, but man, that's right. College. Like, even if you go out, and like Calipari get six five stars mm-hmm. like then you'll get even for like Kansas the Kansas first round game against Eastern Washington you get some absolute dogs six ten white dudes that can uh shoot it from three I don't know this there's so much parity across college which don't get that in the NBA no no Rob I know I know you're a Lakers lover or excuse me a LeBron lover I should say um the addition of Drummond what do you think it does for the Lakers just another man inside, clog the paint. I mean, especially because AD, he doesn't like playing the five. Like, he prefers playing the four. So having Drummond instead of Marc Gasol, I consider it an upgrade just because Gasol is ancient now. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Drummond doesn't offer much on offense except rebounds and inside points, you know, dunking, all that stuff. But LeBron, he usually is good at throwing lobs, so maybe they do something there, but I don't know. We'll see. AD could be on the perimeter more. I don't, I don't I guess, know. Yeah, I agree. I think it's good. I mean, another player to replace losing Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, which not necessarily glamorous names, but they they had huge roles on that last year's Lakers team just with depth. Like you, can't have, you can't have enough depth. Mm-hmm. That's true. Now, Basically, I will say – That's not for Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw a stat uh, today. You know, they were talking about Drummond or maybe yesterday, um, he's like the lead leader in NBA history for rebound percentage or something like that, like at 28%. Uh, And it's crazy to think that 
he's I feel like he's been in the league for like 15 years now. But you gotta remember when he first came in, he was like 17, eight years, eight years old coming out of UConn uh, and dating uh Sam from iCarly uh early on in his what? Career. Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> Sam from the butter sock? Yes, something like that. So oh Sam from our college, they dated for, I mean, I think it was like a week, honestly. But I mean, the pictures, if you go look it up, I, Andre Drummond was Sam from my college. I mean, it's like Shaq and like Kevin Hart taking a picture together. Dude, um, I'm sad they didn't work out. That would have been a power couple if they were gotten married. <laughs> Um, but and then there there was there was other trades as well throughout like Victor Oladipo is now in the Heat. I think that's huge for for the Miami Heat. Um, and we're 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 kind of seeing a full rebuild out there in Houston. I feel bad for that coach. Um, he's taken over a terrible job. Uh, what seemed like it was a great job at the start of the year, you know, with James Harden, a potential MVP candidate, has turned out to be probably the worst job you can have right now. But poor guy. Yeah, coming it, from the Mavs too. Yeah, um, he was the offensive assistant when Dallas last year setting records and then goes to a what they lose like 20 games in a row in Houston recently. Gosh, that's just brutal. Yeah. Yep. Um, We, we had, we saw a full rebuild out in Orlando as well. Uh, Nikolai Vucevic is no longer Orlando magic. I think that is uh, horrendous uh, because he was just the guy that could kill in fantasy as Rob and I know he's deadly in fantasy. uh, And he was the reason why they were always eight or 500 and making the playoffs as the eighth seed. Um, and then they also lose Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier moves on to Boston. So saw a ton of trades on the NBA trade lo- deadline. Um, as I said on the, on the split Uprise podcast though, um, the NFL trade that they happened, uh, kind of overshadowed though, the NBA trade deadline, but there was a lot of good trades in the, uh, in the NBA, but that's it for NBA. That's all I got for you guys. Uh, as I told you guys earlier this year, we're only talking about college hoops during March. Uh, unfortunately, March 31st is the day we're recording this. Uh, so it's no longer March anymore. So next week we'll be moving back to some NBA talk. Um, but we've got a lot to talk about here with the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight matchups happening. Uh, a lot of great games uh, throughout. Um, let's just start off right off the top. Oregon State and Loyola College. I did it again. Loyola Chicago. I've been doing that for weeks now. I don't know. I don't know. It's my problem. Uh, absolute great game. Um, and if you saw a video I posted uh, – I did not pick a, a, a correct Pac-12 team. That was hilarious. That was some great cinematography with the editing. An, um, iMo- an iMovie legend putting that together. Hey, it's actually not an iMovie, my guy. Okay. Once you move, big, once you, big Microsoft guy, huh? Well, well, once you once you move up into the, uh, you once you get a PC, you got to use other software. You know, do some do some different things. Fair. Um, but uh, I, I, if you saw that video, I did not pick a Pac-12 team to win in any of the. Um, um, round of 64 games and then when they moved on around the to 32 i still did not pick them to win any of those games and then we saw them in the sweet 16 uh, preview last week i still did not pick a pac-12 team and when i was forced to pick a pac-12 game i picked oregon over usc and as we all know how that ended up now we do have one pac-12 team go to the final four who would have thought that um but oregon state takes on uh loyal call it chicago uh where i thought chicago was gonna run away with it but oregon state was damn good damn good so yeah i mean i'm sad man r.i.p crutwig his career gosh i love watching that dude (laughs) yeah he uh he reminded me of me no i'm just kidding (laughs) okay actually that thought actually crossed my mind because drew you were infamous for fundamentals not turning the ball over getting like somehow finishing everything you caught in the paint little like (laughs) little jump hooks and layups 
and then passing. And yeah. I don't know, that's that was Krutwig style of play. He had some he had some tip passes while well. I was like, hmm, I've done that before. Um, but yes, yeah, sad to see him go. He definitely will not play in the NBA. Um, unfortunately, definitely not. Give, <laughs> give, give the man give the man an overseas contract. He he will though if he does go on and he will be an uh, an LA fitness god if he goes and plays at those. Places. <laughs> um, he's gonna be playing with Vooch soon. <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, so that matchup it was good. Oregon Oregon State proved to me that they were a good basketball team. Um, and Ethan Tom Thomas, if you didn't know the name before, you know the name now. Just an amazing basketball player, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but that's that matchup. Uh, Villanova and Baylor, probably in my eyes, one of the best coaching matchups of the weekend. And it turned out to be just as good on the court. Rob, I'll go to you on this one. What are your thoughts on this one, the Baylor-Villanova game? Dude, Baylor's guards are so good. That trio, man, it's, it's so lethal. Like, Jared Butler, he's never not in control. He's <laughs> never not in control. And obviously, everybody knows about Davion Mitchell. He's a dog, two-way. Honest, he moves like I don't know. I don't know if he exactly plays like Donovan Mitchell, but he like moves like Donovan Mitchell. He does look like yeah. him. Yeah, like I don't know. On the court, he moves like him. And then Teague, like, he's just a bucket getter. I don't, I don't, I don't see many nice passes from him, like Jared Butler's passes. But he is their scorer, I'd say, out of the three. He is the worst worst shot ever, though. Yeah, yeah, it's really <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how he doesn't get blocked more or at least like more contested because it's like a it's like a hitch and then he yeah. he releases it um similar yeah. to Halliburton oh yeah, uh, yeah. who was the who's the old Kings player that had like a weird funky Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin Kevin Martin gosh yeah. infamous mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah so yeah ba- Baylor moves on uh again they and I think I know Luke. You tweeted this out. I don't know if you tweeted out for the Arkansas game or this game, um, but if you do not think Baylor was a top team all year long, and you watch this game, like you realize that they were a top team. And it's not just those three guards are definitely their like driving force, but their whole team, the, the guys they put on the floor, like they just play good basketball. They play good team basketball. Their bigs are good. I love their six man. I have no idea what his name is. I know he's number twenty four. I love Matthew his mullet, Mayer, bro. I love his Matthew mullet, Mayer. and I love Matthew the way Mayer. he plays basketball. <laughs> Awesome. From the, from the, from the, yeah, from Lone Star State, baby. Texas, yep. great. Yep. So they're fun to watch for sure. Uh, and then probably the best, like, game game, um, Oral Roberts in Arkansas, man. Oh my God. Oral Roberts won our heart over this tournament. Absolutely. Dude, Ace Miss is a beast. So I, I had no idea he's a Jesuit kid. Yeah, so dude. Went, two, two years ago, I went to watch one of their games with one of my buddies whose brother played on Jesuit. And I was like, this dude's good. And I, I accordingly, he went to Oral Roberts. I had no idea he was the nation's leading scorer. Like he is, I don't know. It makes me ask the question: Like, I wonder if mid-major dudes that go off in the tournament get recruited under the table by Power Fives. Do you know other coaches are wanting or can like, man, is Aceman going to transfer? Because he could absolutely play at a bigger school. That dude was so fun to watch. Yeah, he. Um... <laughs> I, I actually had the opportunity to scout him uh, for Coach Pell. Um, I, I think it was after your senior year, Rob. I think it was the next year. Because you guys weren't in Jesuits. We played him, but I mean, I didn't play because I knee surgery. But oh, we yeah, that's him. true. It might, have been, it might have been your senior year, actually. No, no, no. It was the next year. It was the next year. So I had the opportunity to scout Ace Miss and uh, Julius. I think his last name is Marble. Marble. 
Yeah, he, who plays at Michigan State now. Um, so I had, this, I had the opportunity to scout both of them, both great guys. And I, I, I was talking to Coach Pell a couple of weeks ago uh, after, the first, after the first round of games because we went and had lunch. And he was like, Ace Smith was not like that back in, back in high school. But he, he was a dog, but he was not, you know, scoring 24 points a game. Um, you know, shout out to some of the connections I might have. We might get him on the podcast, hopefully, you know. You know, to reach out to I, I couldn't believe he missed that last shot. Dude, it was, was heartbreaking. So, that, that was a good look, too. It was absolutely heartbreaking. And it's the best player you have shooting the shooting the last shot of the game. It's 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 what you want as a coach. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it just didn't go down. Uh, but I mean they 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 played amazing in all of their games for what they had to do against Ohio State and then against Florida and now against Arkansas. Like they played great. Uh, and I think I think everyone's in love with O'Banner and A. Smith because those guys can just score the ball. Yeah, you know, from anywhere on the floor. Um, you know, un- unfortunately, you know, I kind of you got to got to dig on Arkansas just because we're Texas guys. Unfortunately, Arkansas moves on in the tournament um, because of they beat Oral Roberts. But uh, I think everyone knows where Oral Roberts is now, and I think they know who A. Smith is. So shout out to them for a great tournament, great run. They're going to get some more recruits. This is what March Madness happens. They're going to get more guys that come to Oral Roberts just because of the way they played. Um, and then the, the kind of the game that kind of uh, down, I guess was probably, I, I think I overhyped it, but Syracuse Houston, I thought was just going to be a great game. Uh, ended up kind of being a snooze fest. Syracuse just didn't show up. Yeah, um, it was just so much defense too. Yeah. Like, buddy Bayheim couldn't get a shot off. Dude, I know that Syracuse defense, though, man. If they have length, oh my gosh, like that is just that's just debilitating as an offense, especially if you don't have a, like a bunch of snipers on the perimeter. Gosh, it's brutal. Why don't teams steal Bayheim's zone? Like he's been doing that for eons, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he he has it copyrighted. You know, teams can't teams can't go out and, and take it. Um, but I think one thing we learned from this is that Jarrah guy, Daru for Houston is a lockdown defender. Like, and we saw it in the next game too against, against Oregon state, but like their, their defense is a lot better than I thought. I thought Houston was the worst two seed in the tournament by far. I thought, I honestly thought Cleveland state was going to beat them in round one. Um, <laughs> just because, just because I thought they were bad. Um, but Quentin Grimes, another Texas boy. Cued up, uh, baby. We played, we played, we scrimmaged their team in that tournament. I mean, he didn't, I don't think he gave more than 5% effort that game, but I think, he was still clearly the most athletic guy on the floor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Houston's been brewing for a couple of years. I, I forget what, maybe a year or two or two years ago, they lost to Kentucky mm-hmm. in either the Elite Eight or Sweet 16. But they, they're really, Kelvin Sampson's really putting together a good program there, which is, which is really fun. Houston basketball being good makes me think, man, nah, do we have University of Dallas? Let's get the uni- <laughs> University of Dallas going, man. That's a- D- I think they're D3, though. That's and that's that's SMU is is, is the Dallas is the oh University. yeah it is which they were good not too long ago either they just um, can't get out of their own way with dude. like violations SMU had Dallas legend Keith Frazier bro. Keith Frazier bro <laughs> <laughs> Keith no, dude the, the high point of Ball's life sound <laughs> dude oh. those are the glory dude oh my gosh I, the amount of hours I spent watching Ball's life videos when Keith <laughs> Frazier was in high school. Neil oh twins. my god the neo twins yes <laughs> sam well, hey, every one of their highlights one yeah. of them went to uta actually um i think it was eric he was yeah, so, yeah they pro- played they made the tournament one year yeah he's an overseas pro now i'm pretty sure 
He's, he's so got, good. He's got yeah, to be. Back then, bro, they had like the Texas Titans balls life where all those guys, and then they yeah. had like, the inner city kids. Yeah. Brad was doing everything, dude. Oh, it man. Was <laughs> we, we, we messaged in our, in our little group message that we have on Instagram, but a Patterson twin is in the final four, unfortunately. Patterson twin, baby. Gosh, <laughs> I hate, I, I absolutely hate those guys, but they, you got to respect them. I mean, they're athletic freaks. There's um, one year, you drew you and me, uh, it was like the primetime nationals. I think we got third. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it was Team Texas Red, the Patterson Twins. I think they won. Yeah. But it was always them. I remember their dad always rocked a gold watch. I don't know why I remember <laughs> that. But he always had this all gold watch. And then they had, if you were 6'10 in eighth grade in Dallas, you were on the Patterson Twins team. Yeah. And they were also a year older than us. And they were playing down at our level. Dude, and, and- so they're, they're actually so athletic. Yeah. So I was talking to some of my buddies at Baylor. They say they absolutely dominate intramurals. Dude, oh. in that clip I sent, yeah, I had dude. no idea he had that much bounce. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 unfortunately, so my, you know, you, you weren't on the team and Rob was playing with pro skills at this time. But unfortunately, you know, I was playing for Team Texas and the Pattersons had a Team Texas team. And it was between us to be on the EYBL circuit. Now, uh, the grand staff's dad knew that either team was going to get actually ran in EYBL. But it was all about that free stuff. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so Coach Vic fought tooth and nail. We'd lost a couple guys, and, and Grand Staff was like, ah, oh, we'll go with the Patterson Twins, unfortunately. So I, that's why I'll, that's always hold a grudge against the Patterson Twins because they took my EYBL circuit away from me, even though I knew I was going to actually ran through by every single Division One athlete out there. It's just that free stuff. The Grand Staff should have just merged, bro. Should have just merged. <laughs> well, no, no, Grand Staff was a year older. This was after Elijah Thomas and all those guys had graduated. Um, so the next year he still wanted to have a team, but he didn't have like a, an elite team. So he, it was either the Patterson twins team. Yeah. yeah y'all, two should, y'all, y'all two should have merged. You know what I'm saying? Nah, we hated each other. <laughs> we hated each Dude, other. In fifth uh, grade, Celt- when I was on the Celtics with Sam, mm-hmm. we merged with the Tulsa Bulldogs, Trey Young. <laughs> PJ Washington. <laughs> oh Cole. yeah. Well, no, but PJ was on the, PJ was on the, on your team before. Yeah, Celtics. Yeah, PJ yeah. was already on the Celtics. Yeah, but yeah. Trey Young was on the Tulsa Bulldogs. Oh, bro, yeah. it's actually crazy. Like reminiscing to DFW hoops because there's so many names that went everywhere. Like, right. So I've been every year in the tournament. I love being able to like look at teams, and be like, oh, oh I, I got to play against that guy one time, or I got to practice with that dude. But now, they're I'm getting too old. I can't look at that anymore. The only <laughs> two players are Cody Riley and UCLA. That his California team, I think he was six eight in eighth grade, ridiculous. And then and then Quentin Grimes, because yeah. no, not many of them make the NBA. So a couple of like Miles Turner and Terrence Ferguson, I can say I got to practice with them one time. Hey, we um, we played in a tournament with T Ferg down in Houston. That's right. I set screens from the entire tournament. Coach Vic applauded me. I was like, gosh, this is so cool. I didn't score one point the whole tournament, but I literally set relentless ball screens against athletes first with Terrence Ferguson at point guard. Hall of Fame brick wall. Yeah. And we we just we and we ran a we ran X defense, a one, two, two, and put T Ferg at the top. And every time we yeah. had a skill, just throw that bitch down and we'd dunk it. That's right. <laughs> Dude, uh, so I so I came across Jules Miranda's dad has a podcast. Big Paul. <laughs> yeah. And he had he had Paul Washington Sr. on PJ's dad on recently. He um he's huge because Jules Jules is at DBU. Yeah. And my, my buddy covered him, but I think he tore his ACL for the third time in the same knee recently, which oh my gosh. Jules, Jules' just, dad yeah. is like the is huge in DFW scouting right now. Like he goes to Coppell games all the time because we got Anthony and Ryan and yeah, um, you know. We've got big name guys in Coppola right now, and he goes like all their games and everything. Like that. He's crazy yeah. now, but that's his that's his job, dude. He's been doing at least he's been doing AAU forever. 
He's been yeah. in AAU forever. So I guess he just got into schools. Yeah. What you're saying? Yeah. I think he, I think he, I think once his son graduated, he kind of needed something to do. And so he just found a niche and something he was already good at, which was going to games and being loud and, and recruiting guys. So, um, but let's move, let's move on to Sunday's action. Uh, starting off with probably the best team we've seen in, in years. Uh, I want to say since Kentucky had Anthony Davis, Gonzaga taking on Creighton. Uh, I'm not going to spend much time on this game for the simple fact that Gonzaga is, is freaking good. Um, and, and something that I think we found out this weekend, they're not just good on offense. They're good on defense, which, which is even scarier. Because uh, if a team is averaging 80-plus points a game and they're holding you to 60 points, maybe 70 points, uh, that's tough to beat. So yeah, dude, I want to see Gonzaga Baylor so badly, man. Like, like I don't think there's any doubts. Like maybe if Michigan had livers this tournament, but dude, Baylor and Gonzaga are clearly the best two teams. Like, I want to see that. I want to see Suggs go against the Baylor guards. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Baylor post. I want to see what Timmy does against the Baylor bigs. Like Tomba. I mean, yeah, dude. Yeah. Chama Tachua. And then uh <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean Gonzaga, I think the the highlight for me is Gonzaga has Easily the most handsome man in America, Corey uh, Kispert. Corey Kispert, my gosh, I I I, I have a significant man crush on that guy. And a bunch of white dudes wearing headbands too. They're really trying to start. A he team. reminds me of a uh, Coppell High School. Luke, you know about this guy, the trainer we trained with him at the rec on like the summer. Oh, he was the the play by play guy's son. Yeah. Oh, oh I know who you're talking about. Not he was. Grand, a, he, he I was, was, I always think Grant's dad. <laughs> He was at UCLA, but yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. I, I was I had to go look at my look at myself in the mirror every day after working out with him. And it was just self-condemnation. Oh yeah. Uh, and, I and, that. and you gotta respect Drew Timmy's stash as well. Dude, I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know he his game was gonna translate from high school to college this well. I I thought he was trash. Is he a legit 6'10? That's what they list him as. I didn't realize. I, I think he's a little bit shorter, honestly. I think he's 6'9. Like he's so crafty. It's so impressive. I thought I thought he was gonna get, you know, we'll talk a little bit about in the Elite Eight game, but I thought he was gonna get toasted in that game against Evan Mobley. But I couldn't believe he was getting any shots off. Yeah, I thought Mobley was gonna pack everything he tried <laughs> to do, but he was getting jump hooks off and everything. Yeah. Um, I wasn't imp- I wasn't impressed with Mobley in that game at all. I mean, he's gonna be a lottery pick regardless, but yeah. <laughs> no, he might be it. He might be a top five, honestly. Yeah. A seven foot center who can do it all. Yeah, yeah. he's he gonna be top five. Uh Michigan, Florida State. Um, very underwhelming by Florida State. Uh, I know Michigan's has been a very good team all year long, um, and they've got bigs down low that they can just throw at you. You know, Hunter Dickinson and uh, I don't know the other guy's name, but number fifty-one. Both, yeah, he was going off the Final Four game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but lead eight game. I mean, they um, they just Florida State is they're kind of like West Virginia to me. They're a really good team defensively. You know, West or Florida State is a they're super tall, super long, have a lot of athletic guys. But they just, whatever it is, they just can't get past the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. They can't really get to that Final Four. It's kind of the same story for, for Press, Press Virginia uh, and West Virginia. They, they, they're a great defensive team, but they just can't get over that hump. I don't know what it is. Um, but I know, uh, I think it's what, Scott, Scotty Barnes for, for Florida State. Gosh, he looked really good, uh, at least the first two games. Uh, he'll be a lottery pick, I think, in this year's draft as well. Um, then we go on to the upset of the uh, Sweet 16. UCLA beats Bama, and a huge surprise again. I <laughs> I easily picked Bama, um, but uh, what what's his what's number thirty's uh, name? 
starts with a J or the guy who went off, the guy who's been going off for UCLA. Johnny Juzang. 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 Yeah. Um, he was at Kentucky or at least committed. Yeah. yeah. I think he went to Kentucky for a year. That's what they were saying. But he's been hooping, like absolutely balling. Um, and I'm kind of glad to see Bama get it, out of the tournament. Yeah, I have Bama in my final four. They're, I thought they're, 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 I mean, they are good. But yeah, UCLA, they legit like have five dudes that are shot creators, which is so hard to guard. Yeah. First four, bro, to final four. It's crazy. Yes. First four. And I love, I love their point guard, uh, Tiger Campbell. Yes, sir. Yeah. He was Thanks a bald black like legend. Bald really? black legend. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He needs to do something about his hair, though. High key. Been like that forever. Really? <laughs> oh, really? He's had that for, oh, that's funny tough oh i mean i i thought bama I, I thought bama was in trouble when um the their best player i, I think his last name is tate got two thousand forty five seconds of the game and they were both offensive fouls and that that you know we all know this taking charges is absolutely kills momentum for anyone and so i th- I knew they were kind of in trouble at that point but bama, bama made a push made it close for it was close for a majority of the game in just ucla uh, and they hit that buzzer beater that was that was dope too for Dude, bama speaking of momentum what more momentum do you need if you're Bama? Like, you, you hit that buzzer beater, go to OT, gifted the biggest momentum you can ask for, and then you lay an egg in overtime. Gosh, I don't know if that's just more on Bama just not showing up in overtime or Mick Cronin lighting a fire in his squad because <laughs> UCLA went up seven quickly in overtime. Super impressive. Yeah, I think this is the second time we've seen an overtime game happen in March Madness and the one of the teams lay a goose egg because Purdue did it earlier um against north texas i believe yeah yeah and they just laid a goose i i don't understand how you lay a goose egg in overtime um i know it's 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 interesting so but ucla moves on beats bama and then we had our final sweet 16 game oregon and usc um and again i thought oregon had the more impressive win um and i don't want i don't want to say this i'm sorry luke um, but UCLA did beat Kansas by 34 points. Hey, dude, call a spade a spade. It wasn't even close. It was embarrassing. I mean, I, I didn't think we were going to win just because – I mean, Kansas lacks perimeter shooting so badly, and they're not big. Playing against, like, it, for sure one NBA big, maybe his brother will be a, uh, league bound. But uh, I didn't think Kansas had a chance. Especially, dude, USC, bad three-point shooting team all year. Mm-hmm. And then – you get your guards get hot from three when you have two NBA bigs. I mean, that is just absolutely <laughs> lethal. Yeah, KU had no chance. I didn't think it was going to be 30 points, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, and then after, after watching the uh, Eastern Washington game, and then uh, I knew Kansas was not going to make it that far after watching that game. Uh, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of rough. They, they just, they just didn't have much scoring. Uh, yeah. but they, they were a good team. They, they were a good team during the regular season. Um, but, but going back to this Oregon USC game, Again, I surprised that Oregon just didn't show up, it seemed like. And USC was just able to kind of dominate the whole game from start to finish. So, um, again, I thought Oregon was going to win the damn game. I mean, they beat Iowa. It was probably one of the best teams in the country all year long. And Oregon comes out and just shits the bed. It's just what it is now. I just I, I can't pick Pac-12 right. They're just terrible. It's just terrible. Um, but that that's kind of our recap real fast of the Sweet 16. We're going to actually take a quick ad timeout here from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. When we come back, uh, we'll be looking at the Elite Eight games in detail and then also looking at the Final Four, kind of giving our picks for them, what we think, who, who we think is going to come out on top. I think you guys already know who we want to play in the, fi- in the National Championship game, but we'll kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, but we'll see you guys after the break.
and we are back. Uh, we're going to go over the Elite Eight now. Um, maybe get a little bit more in-depth in detail of each game just because there's only four of them. Uh, again, starting off on Monday night, which was kind of weird that the games were on Monday night. Um, I absolutely hated that fact because the first game started at – first game was a, like a perfectly timed game. I loved it. Great time. I was able to eat dinner at halftime. Um, the second game starts at, I think, at what, 9.57 or 8.57 our time? 8.57. It was late. Oh, man. Uh, and, and, like, you know, student teaching right now, I know you guys are working and, and, and doing stuff like that, going to school and everything, and it was rough. But got to love college basketball. It's March Madness. It's what you live for. Um, but first game, Oregon State-Houston. Um, again, Houston proved that they're, like, a top-tier defense in the country this year. Uh, Drew guarding – locking up Ethan Thomas, I should really say um so thompson or is it thompson thompson ethan thompson like like tristan thompson okay um he locked him up pretty much the entire game uh kind of got loose in second half a little bit but oregon state again proved that they weren't going to go down without a fight because they were down for majority of this game and then out of nowhere like i kind of stopped watching like i was doing some homework stuff and out of nowhere i I saw that they were tied 55 55 with like four minutes left um and then Oregon State just kind of pulled it out, or excuse me, Houston just pulled it out. So shout out to them. First Final Four since 1984. Um, yeah, I guess what are your guys' thoughts on Oregon State's run and what, is this, what does this kind of do? Is this, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? I'll leave, I'll leave it to you, Rob. I mean, I, I wanted Oklahoma State to be Oregon State. So I, <laughs> I didn't care, you know. But the uh, only thing I know about Oregon State basketball is didn't they have a – like Joe Young or something, or did he go to Oregon? He went to Oregon. Oh, no, yeah, they had Gary Payton Jr. Yeah, on Gary Oregon State. Gary Payton, yeah, Gary Payton the second. Yeah, not Joe Young, but yeah. Joe Young was at Rutgers. No, the that's Texas. his younger Jake, brother, Joseph. Jake Young. Jake, Jacob Young. Joseph oh, Joe Young oh, went to okay. Oregon, and yeah. he was a hooper too there. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And he would he he played for the Pacers, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Okay. Here's the words back too. Pacers. But yeah, so yeah, I mean. I think Oregon State um, surprised everyone. You know, it, if you didn't hear this from the tournament, then I don't know what you were watching because literally every single time, they, every five minutes of their game, they were picked last to finish in Pac-12. Ended up winning the Pac-12 championship and making this crazy run to the sweet, or the Elite Eight. Um, I mean, it just shows you that anything can really happen in March. You know, just anything can happen. So, um, yeah. shout out to Houston for making it. Um, but they they go against one of the toughest teams in the country because Arkansas and Baylor played in the next game. Um, happy to see Baylor beat Arkansas, though. Uh, I don't I don't think I wanted to see Arkansas in this final. Um, but your thoughts on this game, Luke? Arkansas and Baylor. What were your overall thoughts? Well, I was hoping it was going to be a, a track, or I knew I was thinking it was going to be a track meet and just be high energy. Mm-hmm. One, because Coach Muss is just like like lightning in a bottle i love I, I love him he is such a great coach so fun to watch but yeah i mean like i thought it was an incredible game i mean baylor goes up 13-2 to start i was i was very impressed with i mean that could have been the game arkansas was down 18 early but they clawed back made it a game so i was i was super impressed with arkansas coach Muss and arkansas are in a, are in, a are in good hands the next few years but I was hoping I was pulling for Baylor, even outside of picking them to go to the chip. Um, that's just a, such a fun team. Like they just they're just so good. They don't make mistakes, they don't turn the ball over. Like they're they're so good at shot creating. They're so 
high energy on defense. The really the only chance you have is hoping they miss shots. Like that's why the Villanova Baylor game was close because Baylor just couldn't get it going from three. They're just I don't know. They're so pure the way they play basketball. Mark Vital, bro. Is it Vital? I dude, I've never known Vital Vital. Dude, I don't know. Six but... five two fifty, bro. <laughs> if I tried to box him out, I would disintegrate. He plays powerful. <laughs> yeah, bro. Dude, he needs to play tight end. I think I think they said Russell Wilson reached out to him, told him about, yeah. about you need to come play tight end. How long has he been there, dude? Dude, years. <laughs> years and years. I still remember him with Moutier in high school. Yes, bro. Same team as Moutier. He's still playing yeah. college. Man. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I think this game was great, and it kind of shows you uh, what Arkansas did all, all season – or not all season, all tournament. They were they were down in every single game they played this year. Um, it just kind of sucks whenever you play against probably the second-best team, if not tied for the best team in the country. Um, so, yeah, I think they shot themselves in the foot early on. Uh, and Baylor is a team you can't really get down to early on. You you gotta yeah. you gotta you gotta you gotta take the lead and hold that lead because they don't make mistakes and they make threes. They're one of the best three point shooting teams in the country, um, and it and it showed. You know when they're on, they're on, and that's kind of what's kind of that's kind of been their forte this this March Madness is they've been hot from the start, um, and so I think I think I think they're they're destined for this championship, uh, and it goes to the next team we're about to talk about again, Gonzaga. Um, Again, destined. I think they're destined to go to the national championship. I think it's it's just it's just at this note at this point it's a known fact that Baylor and Gonzaga are going to play for the final four or play for the national championship, um, and they really handled the Mobley brothers like easily all game the whole game. I was um, shocked. I, I thought I thought USC was going to give him problems, but that's what I'm worried about a Gonzaga Baylor matchup. If Drew Timmy can eat up the Mobleys, because I'm sure Drew Timmy had a Baylor offer, bro. And he oh, said, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to Baylor. I'm going to Gonzaga. And now he's going to play them like, oh, God. Yeah. Bad. Um, it, yeah, I, Gonzaga, Gonzaga easily handled USC. And it sucks because at this point, like, I want them to have – I want to see them play a tough game. Um, and I just ha- we haven't had that opportunity yet. I think – with Iowa losing, I think that would have been their potentially their toughest matchup just because of Luca Garza. Um, but with them losing uh, in the in the round of thirty two, it just it, Gonzaga had an easy road to the final four. We already knew that their 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 region was not hard overall, uh, but yeah. it got made easy because of the way it kind of fell and, and pieces fell. So shout out to them for handling business at least. You know, they're so good. They have they have they've only won one game by single digits all year. Every win besides has been double digits. This uh, yeah. is there. I, I, I just want Mark Few to get a, a ring so badly. Like that, like I just have like emotionally, I'm rooting for Gonzaga to win, just because. Oh, I just love Mark Few as a, as a coach. Um, the, he like, bef- when he came on staff like 20 years ago to be their head coach, Gonzaga was a Cinderella type team, mm-hmm. and now it's. They're almost guaranteed a Sweet 16 every year. So, I don't know. I, I, just, I just want him to get one so bad so he doesn't have to listen to haters anymore saying, oh, you all this success, but you can't get the big one. So. This was their fifth straight season of 30 wins. That's crazy. Now, now do take into account, they do play in the, I think it's like the West Coast Conference, I believe. Yeah, but they're non-conference this year. KU, West Virginia, uh, 
There's maybe one or two more, but well, they, they, they this year non-conference is impressive. Yeah, no, I mean it's not like they they don't play a cakewalk season throughout. They play tough non-conference yeah. because they know their conference is boo boo. Yeah, it's not a gauntlet some, like other conferences. Yeah, now they do now they do play some they do play a few tough games like BYU this year was tough. Um, I believe Richmond in the past has been really good. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. It's it sucks for them, but I mean they do play a tough non-conference. And yes, Mark Few needs to win one because I mean when he's taking when he's taking Adam Morrison back in the Dizze, you know, <laughs> when, when when t-shirts underneath the jerseys were the popular thing. Like if you if you had a if you had a, a an extra large t-shirt and you were in March Madness, you were going off for 30 points. It does not Dude, matter what you look like. That's such facts. That's such facts. <sighs> doesn't doesn't compare to your old look, Drew, with the uh the Under Armour shirt sleeve down to the elbow. Elbow. Iconic. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's that, that's that half sleeve, my guy. I still got them in, yeah. the, in the drawers. You know, I don't pull them out no more because I ain't got no muscles. Like, you know, you see, you know, no muscles. Uh, I tried to wear those Under Armour shirts just to try to conceal my armpit hair because I was so, uh, I was so insecure about it, having full armpit hair in third grade. Uh, but it was so uncomfortable, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah free throw line in elementary school. Trying to lift my arms to get a breather. Everyone next to me, all these little little elementary schools. Oh my gosh, bro! This guy's a monster. Yeah, I could this... never put my arms up to get the oxygen. I had to be like here. Couldn't dare show my armpits. Yeah, but no, I mean, hey, the Gonzagas come a long way because you're right. They were a Cinderella back in the back in the day, um, and then Adam Morrison and them. And since then, they've they've been a staple in March Madness. Um, and oh, so. But but then we go to the final game, the surprise of the week. I'll leave it. I'll leave this one to Rob and why he thinks UCLA was able. UCLA was able to beat Michigan. What, what were your thoughts on that, Rob? I mean, it came down to the last seconds, and honestly, all I can say is Michigan sold it, bro. Jawan Howard drew up two great plays, got the looks you wanted, missed both, lose by two. Like, come on, man, come on, it's. Honestly, it gives me nightmares. Gives yeah. me nightmares. Flashbacks. The only thing I can think of that's worse than that is Sam's missed layup in our playoff game. But uh, shout out Sam Marshall. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, that first one, um, how, how do you airball three at that point? Dude, I don't know. Fran, I mean, Fran, Franz Wagner. Wagner. Personally, personally, I can understand. I would have been terrified to be out there. Oh my gosh. I would have begged the coach to leave me on the bench. Um, I had no idea that was Mo Wagner's brother either. Yeah, and like honestly, the heartbreak for the parents flying like them losing the champion was it the championship game to uh, Villanova two years ago, I think three years ago or whenever Loyola Chicago made the Final Four last. Michigan lost mm. to Nova that year. Yeah, and then flying in for the Elite Eight. Yeah, also, I mean, I, I agree with Rob though. I mean, yeah, you you got shots, you got the looks. That's really all you can ask for. It's just can you yeah. take the shot. No, it has one seed, dude. Like you're expected to make it, you know. Yeah, I just feel bad. Like if I was if I was on Michigan, it'd be so hard not to think like, what if we had livers? Like, what if we had our leading scorer? Yeah. So I I just hate when like a team gets an injury, and mm-hmm. that affects their squad when they can make a deep run. So, so um, that that that's the big stinker for me. If you if you watch the like the show after, I mean, I know I know it was late, but if you I stayed on, I, I was getting ready for bed and stuff, and I was just I was listening to it. Charles Barkley said it best. He I think and I think he even said in the pre-show, UCLA was going to win the game if their guards uh, were able to score. Michigan was going to be able to win the game if their big showed up. 
And we just talked about their bigs being really dominant in the, in the games before, but they were non-existent in this game. And they had the size advantage, um, but they could, they just could not take over. Uh, Hunter Dickinson and, and the other guy, number 51, they just could not take over. And um, with, I don't even know how to say his name. I'm not going to try it because I'm terrible. But the guy who goes off for UCLA with like 30 points from, uh, he, he was, he was Juzang. just absolutely. Juze. There you go. Juze. Well, if I can hear it, I, I can say it right. But I, <laughs> You guys know I'm terrible with names. Um, but, like, so they were up, I think, 11 or 10 or ten at one point, and Yuzjay, uh hurt his ankle. He, he went out. Michigan made a run, made it a game again. Uh, he comes back, and UCLA is able to click right then and there. So, um, yeah, it's it, it sucks for Michigan that they didn't have livers. But, um, I mean, you've got you've to make shots. And, I honestly, I think – is it Mike Smith? Mike's – I don't know. The, the number 12 for Michigan. Mm-hmm. He caught the ball on that fast break. You're only down two. Um, I know you want to win the game on a three-point shot, but, like, you had the guy backpedaling. Just go go finish at the basket, you know? Yeah. I don't know. As an, as an aside, I think UCLA has got to be first-team all-name. Johnny mm-hmm. Juzang, Tiger Campbell, Hawkes. Yeah, it's an incredible uh, arsenal of names on the roster. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, <laughs> it makes it tough for me though, because I can't I can't pronounce anyone's name. So <laughs> that guy over there with the with the crazy hair, Tiger. Um, th- I mean, they're they're a great coach team. Shout out to their coach. I don't know his name. I'm glad know. I'm glad he finally is at the Final Four. Yeah, like like you either loved him or hate him at Cincinnati, just because mm-hmm. those Cincinnati teams were so scrappy. basketball man. Yeah, uh, yeah. back in the day. That's right. Um, too well you know i'm, I'm glad mick cronin's I, I just love when a coach is able to make it to the final four for the first time that's such an accomplishment and i love what, what mark few said after the gonzaga game saying that like yeah it's not the championship game but making it to the final four is such a huge accomplishment and we're going to celebrate really well tonight and then we'll get back to practice the next day i think that's so true like man making a final four is like statistically impossible yeah so it's I love seeing coaches get there for the first time. And I mean, technically, you know, obviously there's still two more games to play, hopefully. Um, but at the end of the day, you technically did win a region like you. You were the best of at least 16 teams. So that's why I think it's important for you to celebrate because, you know, you just went through four games of really good basketball against teams who were who all won their divisions and conferences and who are the best teams out of their, their yeah. conferences. So it's not like it's easy basketball. Like these teams are really good. Even if they're small major teams as we've seen in years past, like they're, they're good teams. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really important to celebrate those things. Um, now I will say one thing. Um, and I, I was talking to someone about this in the past uh, couple of weeks. One thing about March Madness, that's a little bit different than the NBA finals is the NBA finals. You play a best of seven series. So, you know, if a team catches a game or two on you, you still have two games, at least two games to, you know, kind of get back on track before, yeah, you know, you can go, you can still win that series basically is what I'm saying. Cause you got to win four games. So normally the best team always wins that series here in March madness and in, in NFL playoffs, as well as college football playoffs and stuff like that. Um, it's the best team that day that wins. And that's very hard to be at your best every single time you go out there and play so hard. And so that's why like Gonzaga this year, it's just been crazy that they're beating teams by 10 plus points every single game, because that means they're almost at their best 
every single time they touch the floor. And I think their one one loss or not loss, the one game that was uh, won by less than ten was like their third game of the year. Yeah. So they that's just why like, the madness is so true. Like that's such a good point. Mm-hmm. Like um, it doesn't matter how good you were in your conference. Mm-hmm. Like if you catch a team that's hot, gosh, I mean you're going home. So yeah, yeah it's so true. The best team that day. So oh, makes March Madness great. Like I bring it to myself. Like KU, I think what fourteen straight conference regular season championships in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. and only one ring. Like you got to to win a championship is so hard. Oh my gosh. And and Robin Robin knows way too well about uh, a team getting hot with Cardiac Kimba uh, back in twenty I think twenty ten when Pittsburgh was like Pittsburgh used to be good at basketball. Um, I don't know where they are now, but uh, we were really bad because Jamie Dixon left and went to TCU, but now we got Jeff Capel from Duke. So, that's oh, really? Yeah, nice. We got him for a couple of years, so now we're back on the spot. But we used to be so good back in the day, man. Top five in the nation type Pittsburgh of stuff. basketball is, I love when Pittsburgh oh. basketball is good. Oh, man, I'm reminisce, man. I'm so young. I, I, I recorded all the games on the DVR and then <laughs> we, we got rid of the DVR and I lost access to all those games. But like I had all the Pitt Yukon games, bro. Dewan Blair, Hashim. Dewan Blair. <laughs> oh, oh what, my a, what a guy. Wow. That's a Mavs great right there. Dewan Blair. Mm-hmm. Hey, he was a Spurs great too. So that's true. That dude was thick. He was. He was six seven and playing center. Yeah, I think no ACLs either, or something like that. What? Or like oh, only one ACL, a loss. Like one of them was messed up. Wow. Yeah, I remember that. Those usually make for the best bigs, the guys who can't jump but are six seven and just they're just space eaters. Big baby Davis, space eater. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah. It, unfortunately, Pitt hasn't been good for a while. I think cardiac was kind of the last stab in the heart. Um. For that, but. Um, that's the elite eight recap. You know, we got our final four is set. Uh, and, and if you saw this stat, I think it's like 0.0002% predicted this final four, um, in a year of crazy things because of COVID, um, we're fortunately here at the final four. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this coming, but, um, just like with the NFL Super Bowl uh, and many other things that have happened, very fortunate that we're here at this point. Because uh, who know who knew at the beginning of the year where we would be, um, and hopefully there's no more. Hopefully there's no hiccups for these final four teams. Everyone can play. I think the Baylor's women's coach said it best: just stop COVID testing. Let these four teams play. You know the virus gets spread at this point. I'm pretty sure everyone on these teams has has been in contact with the virus at some point. So just let these teams play. You know they they've played all year through countless amount of COVID tests. Countless amount of weird things going on. Um, yeah, that's cer- that was certainly a bold take by Kim Mulkey. That may oh, yeah. uh, that may be one you tell to your entourage, but <laughs> not to the public. Hey, I- I'm with it. Hey, she she all she when I was watching that Baylor UConn game, just like that last bit of it. Yeah. Um, she looks like a crackhead. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> she looks yeah. like a crackhead out there. <laughs> Um, hey, she can get good teams though, man. She can win games. Yeah, Baylor Baylor women's basketball is, is called. Pate would know best because he uh, was a he was like a practice player for their team. That's right. Um, yeah. But but let's go ahead and look at these final four matchups. Um, the first one we got Baylor Houston Battle of Texas. Oh, 
Also, another fun fact for you guys, this is the first time ever in NCAA history that we have no teams east of the Mississippi in the Final Four. I'm trying to think of my geography, what that means. So Mississippi, Mississippi is okay. like Mississippi is like River. Louisiana, East. Arkansas. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. no East Illinois. Coast. That's uh, actually Iowa. crazy. Yeah. Those all those all those states over towards towards the East Coast, not in the Final Four. Everyone else, you know, we got two Texas schools. We had we had seven going into the tournament, I believe, and we have two schools from uh, the West Coast. So first time ever in NCAA history. We don't have a team from the east of Mississippi in the final four. Crazy. That's wild. Um, but we got a we got a battle of Texas, Houston taking on Baylor uh in the first matchup. Uh Rob, I'll go to you first on this one. Who do you have at, who do you have winning this game? Baylor. And why? I just like I think uh Dejon Giroux from Houston will be able to guard whoever he wants on Baylor, but like there's three guards that he has to lock down on Baylor. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he'll be enough. And then especially, I guess, Mark Vital, he's like an enforcer type of dude. Mm-hmm. And Houston is like all five of those dudes are like enforcer type of dudes. So I think Mark Vital is going to be a big piece. But obviously, I'm big on Jared Butler. I think he's just going to take over the game, like control it type of thing. He might not go off with points or whatever. He might not score as many points as Quentin Grimes. But I think just like... The way he controls the game, the pace, not that many turnovers, always getting his guys in good positions to score. And then, obviously, Matthew Mayer off the bench. Secret <laughs> weapon, baby. Um, who do you think Drew guards, Robin? Drew? I think he might start on either Jared Butler or Davion Mitchell. No. I, I think Mitchell – he'll probably guard Mitchell because I think Mitchell's more of the off-the-ball threat. Or not off-the-ball, like, like he's more of the attacking threat than, than Butler. Uh, and I think Daru's very good on that. Uh, what about you, Luke? Who do you, who do you think? Who do you have winning this matchup, and why? Yeah, I'm with Rob. Uh, both teams really good defensively, but I just don't see how Houston could keep up with all the points Baylor's going to score. Because Rob, I mean, Rob's right. To take out, you can you can eliminate one of their guards, mm-hmm. but two other dudes that can go get points and points and points, and then yeah, Matthew Mayer off the bench. And then just rim running bigs. I don't know that Baylor's just too good. That, that it's a simple answer, but Baylor's just too good. Now, if Houston were to win this game, how would they? How would they go about it? I guess is my question. Get lucky. Get blessed. Hope Baylor. I'm, I'm serious. Like hope Baylor has a poor shooting game, mm-hmm. and hope that Quentin Grimes goes six of eight from three, and Jerome gets eighteen. Like. And offensive rebounds. I, offensive rebounds can equalize a lot of games. Like, that's what I, Arkansas was able to climb back into the game. Mm-hmm. Offensive rebounds, stopping, t- stop turning the ball over. So, if Houston wants to crash the board, they're going to get stops. But I don't know. Baylor's just so good. You have to hope if Baylor doesn't bring their A game or B game, maybe even their C plus game. But I, I don't, I think the only way they could beat Baylor is if they somehow made Baylor's big men try to score. Mm-hmm. Like, if they take the ball out of all three of the guards' hands, but like I just don't see how that's fathomable. Like, because I think that's why I think Gonzaga could have an upper edge on Baylor because Drew Timmy is just way more skilled than any Baylor big. So if they would, if Houston were to win this game, force the big men to like be the focal point of the offense, but I just don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Baylor is good on both sides of the ball, but I definitely think 
I definitely think Baylor's offense and Houston's defense is going to be a great matchup to watch. I mean, fantastic because Houston's been awesome on defense. Um, but also for me, it's how Houston and or Baylor come out in that first four or five minutes before the first TV timeout. Um, because every game I've watched so far, Baylor, they start out 13, 13, 13, 2, 13, 5, you know, 17. Like they, they go up 10 really fast and they kind of never give that. They, they have that 10 point cushion through the whole game. Um, you know, Villanova is kind of the only outlier, but even then they started off hot and they just got cold. Uh, so it, for me, it's that first five, six minutes of the game. How does Houston handle that? Because Baylor will come out and swing hard. Uh, and if you can handle that swing, I think you'll be in the game. And I think their defense will be able to hold, just contain Baylor to where Houston, if they're on fire shooting wise, they have a chance. But um, as Luke said, they got to get lucky. You know, you you got to be on to beat Baylor, uh, and you got to hope they're they're, you know, not not on as well because that'd be tough. Um, then we go to the second one: uh, UCLA versus Gonzaga. Um, I mean, I don't want to say this is this is a I know. I feel bad, but how many, my question is to you, Luke, how many points is Gonzaga going to win this game by? Dude, honestly, I think UCLA has a better chance at beating Gonzaga than Houston beating Baylor. Wow. I just think just because with how UCLA is playing, if you have four shot creators, Mm -hmm. like you can compete with anyone if they're able to make shots. And then you have Cody Riley who, is athletic he's not if of course he's not going to take away drew timmy but like Mm -hmm. at minimum he can give him a a little bit of frustration to where timmy's not able to just score the rock every time and i just don't so i mean ucla has the potential to be able to score a lot of points which is what they're going to need to be gonzaga because gonzaga can go like the pace they play at Mm -hmm. they can go up 20 so quickly so I, i like that ucla has dudes that can a bunch of dudes that can score but, I mean, if we're playing the law of averages, Gonzaga will probably win by 18 or 20. Yeah. I, I don't have as much optimism about UCLA. Again, I, I'm here I'm here stuck. I'm, I'm picking against Pac-12 again. But, I mean, I think this one's – That's right. This, one, this, is, this is the game to pick the Pac-12, baby. <laughs> I don't know. This, one, this one's kind of a gimme here. Um, you know, I, I, even I think – even if Michigan were in this spot, I just don't see a way to slow down Gonzaga with, with either of those teams. Like, I don't think they're as good defensively um, as Houston or Baylor are. And it, it's solely because they just don't have the athletes, in my opinion. I think you need athletic guys to slow down Gonzaga and Baylor. And I think Houston, they don't have as many, um, but Baylor definitely does. And so that's why I, I just, and I think a part of me also just wants to see a Gonzaga-Baylor final. Um, so what about you, Rob? What, what are your thoughts on this one? I think the only way UCLA wins is if they make threes at a high rate. Because as Luke was saying earlier, yeah, they have the four shot creators, so they can potentially get a bucket whenever they want. Mm-hmm. Even if those buckets are twos, I don't know if they can do it just because of Gonzaga's big. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think every time Gonzaga's on the floor, they have the two best players on the floor, Jalen Suggs, and then maybe even Corey Kispert at times. So – I don't see how UCLA can do it other than a miracle by the three-pointers. Just hope three is more than two, will add up over time. But yeah. other than that, I got Gonzaga by like 20. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say this about UCLA. They have impressed me because they're winning in different ways. 
You know, the, the Sweet 16 game, they scored 88 points and beat Bama. The Elite Eight game, they scored 51 points and beat Michigan. So they can they can win in multiple ways, but um, they're also playing against potentially one of the best teams to ever play in NCAA history. Potentially. You know, I, I'm not here to I'm not here to make that claim. I'm just saying this Gonzaga team has been talked as one of the best teams to ever play NCAA basketball. So we'll see how they go. Um, just quick picks. Who, who do you have winning both of these games? We'll start Houston Baylor. Rob, I'll start with you. Who do you have winning this game? Baylor. Luke. Go Bears, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick it. We'll go, we'll go with Baylor. And then UCLA, uh, Gonzaga. Who do you have winning, winning Rob? Gonzaga. Mr. Heat. Team from Spokane. Yeah, got to go Gonzaga. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think everyone wants to- – I think we wanted to see this matchup when they were scheduled early on in the year. And I know. Also- we're finally going to get it. What better way to reschedule it than the national <laughs> championship game? Exactly. So, um, I- and I think these are-, these are the two best teams that have been in college basketball all year long. Um, you know, I know we've had, we've, had, we've had great teams. You know, Illinois was super good at the end of the year. Um, shout out to Rob for, for, for putting <laughs> us on that early on. Um, but they-, they failed us all in the tournament. Um, and then, uh, Oklahoma state with Kate Cunningham was great, but I think overall teams, these two teams were absolutely dominant all year long. You know, Baylor only lost two games. Gonzaga is still undefeated, has a chance to, um, be, be enshrined with, with my IU Hoosiers baby, uh, as the only undefeated team in NCAA history. So, uh, if it's a Gonzaga Baylor final, I think everyone in the country will be happy. Cause I, I think we all know we're getting the best game we can possibly get as our uh, national championship. If that were the case, Rob, who do you have winning and why? Oh man. <laughs> hey, this is a tough one right here. I have to go Zags. Gotta go with Gonzaga. It's probably the only reason because I think Drew Timmy is so much more skilled than uh, Baylor's bigs. And then Jalen Suggs will put up a really good fight against the three Baylor guards. Mr. Heaton? Dude, it's so hard because <laughs> I, I mean, I have the Zags winning it all. Mm-hmm. My, my cop-out answer wants to just say it's a toss-up. It's like I could I could see I could see Baylor jumping on Gonzaga, hitting threes early and getting an early lead, with their three guards and then Mayer off the bench, but Gonzaga can guard so well with Suggs and then athletic other guards who are long too, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah and then like Rob's saying they have a dude that's an automatic bucket inside, which opens up the floor for Kisper and Suggs and other dudes to hit threes. Like gosh, they're so good. Just both teams. They enforce the way they want to play against yeah. every opponent they've played. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't really seen either team struggle to enforce their game plan. So I, I, I really don't know, but I'm going to go with Gonzaga just because that's who I picked. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think in this matchup, you, you, it depends on which three you like better. Do you like the three guards of Baylor or do you like Jalen Suggs, Kispet, and, and Timmy? Um, and I mean, me personally, I think I like, um, I think I like, I like Gonzaga's three better. Um, I, I just think you have three, you have, you have your, your point guard, your leader, you have one of the, he's, he's a wooden award finalist in Kispik and he can score every way imaginable. And then you have Timmy, who's just, you know, surprisingly has been a dominant big all year. Uh, so for me, you went on all three levels. Um, and I, I think, you know, Gonzaga just, they just, I know they haven't played a, a team that's really challenged them 
Um, but they just look calm. Like when they play basketball, they just look calm. Uh, and I know Baylor's going to try to rattle them a little bit. But to me, I, just, I think it's going to be too hard to rattle Gonzaga. I do think it's going to be as close of a game as you can possibly have it um, be. And I, I do think it's going to be an instant classic. Um, but I, I got to go with Gonzaga just, just for the simple fact that I like that they have all three levels. They can score threes, they can score twos, and they can score uh, with paint touches. So I, I'm going with the Zags, baby. Mm. And, and Mark everything you want, everything you want in a national championship game is like not being able to confidently, first of all, having the clear two best teams in America mm-hmm. and not being able to say in confidence, which team's better. Like uh, yeah. That's, that's everything you want in a championship game. hundred percent. And, and I do think, I do think it's going to be great for both programs. Um, and I really wanted Gonzaga to win it a few years ago when they played uh, North, North Carolina, Carolina in the, uh, in, in, in Arizona. I really wanted them to win it then. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't. But uh, I think this is their year. I think it's been their year since the start. Um, you know, early on when they when they played Kansas and over Thanksgiving break, I mean, they, they dominated Kansas back then. Yeah. Um, and I think they're still going to dominate the Big 12 here. So that's why I got to roll with the Zags on this one. Um, I know I, I'm, I'm – I, I, at this point, I think it's – I think everyone – uh, and America has at least one bracket they made with Gonzaga winning because they were just that dominant. So they're going to make, they're gonna make someone very happy at some point. Um, but that's it for our college hoops talk. We are now going to dive into a little bit about uh, Mr. Luke, give you guys a little backup or not backup, but a little bit about him. Uh, he's a golf guy, major golf guy. He wasn't in high school that much. Um, I think towards your senior year, you started to get into golf a little bit more. Um, but fortunately for him, his excitement for March and April isn't over because on, on August or not August on April 9th, the masters start, I believe it's April 9th or maybe April 10th. I think, it, I think the weekend, that, when the, the that main, weekend. Yeah. Around those days. Um, your thoughts so far on this, like what, what, what are you excited for the masters? Well, selfishly i'm excited that i've i'm gonna have two masters within one year so mm-hmm. the the last masters being backdated from covid um <clears throat> i don't know i just i just i just love the experience like I, I don't really go in making a ton of picks like i just love sitting on my butt and just being like numb watching mm-hmm. four days of golf got to download the masters app it's an annual event for me it's like so exciting going to the app store, typing in the masters, downloading it. Um, so I just love it. The tradition, like the beauty, all the players, best tournament in golf. Um, so yeah, I think March and April, my favorite sports months of the year. I think it's the greatest just because for me, March Madness and the masters are my two favorite sporting events. Um, so very excited. It's almost like I have it too good coming off the high of March Madness right into the masters. Now, let me ask you this. This is a very important question. What is better, the first weekend of March Madness or the weekend of the Masters? Yeah, I got to go March Madness. Um, <laughs> that, that's always number one for me. Mm-hmm. Masters is like 1A, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Nothing beats March Madness, man. Gosh, it's so good. At the first round, I, I don't even take rounds off. Some people take off the Sweet 16 and mm-hmm. report back for the Final Four, but I'm on the clock from the first four through the championship game. Yeah, no, no breaks in between. No breaks in between. All gas, baby. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest. We, we, I had Luke on on the Split Uprise podcast uh, for the Masters in November, which was, you know, it was super cool. Uh, and I think they definitely were able to explore a lot of options, uh, giving it virtually to their fans. I think they're going to be able to, you know, imply or not imply, uh, do in this, uh, this upcoming masters and for years and years. Um, cause you were telling me you, you saw pretty much every single shot on every single hole by every single player for the yeah, most part, or at least you could. Co- golf coverage gets a lot of flack because it's so many commercials and there's a lot of shots that don't get caught on camera. Hmm. Um, so COVID and no fans forced, the television and broadcasters to go heavy emphasis on so many cameras catching everything that master's app was awesome. So large improvements because of COVID. Yeah. Now, Rob, I know you're not a huge golf guy, but do you, do you pay attention to the masters at all? He's got some golfers in the family. Dude, my dad is huge golf. <laughs> he, he, tried me, he tried to get me into it when I was young, like middle school, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, I cannot do it, dude. But that was like my prime basketball years, dude. So I was like, I cannot do this slow sport, bro. Like, oh man, I couldn't do it. I mean, I regret it looking back now. But yeah, you could have been making millions of dollars now at this point if you started. Yeah, you're, about, you're about to pick it up, though. I, I bet you'll start playing with coworkers at least. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, because like I know how to swing and stuff. I just never play, never play. Like I got taught the lessons and stuff, but it wasn't for me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'll be honest. I, I don't think I've ever watched a uh, a full golf tournament. I've definitely watched Sunday's, like, final couple holes because it was close, you know, when they had big-name guys. Now, I will say something I saw this, and obviously Luke wasn't on for this. Um, whenever Tiger got in that wreck and that championship Sunday, everyone wore red. I thought that was awesome that the golf community did that. I just – that was that was very cool, in my opinion, um, especially yeah. since it's kind of Tiger and that's his thing, you know. I mean, so. Tiger, Tiger saved golf in a lot of ways. Um, Tiger maybe is the sole reason that the golf channel even exists. <laughs> like I'm like, like he united the golfers of America and poured like allowed for so much revenue to come in because everyone who belonged to the human race wanted to watch Tiger Woods play golf. So the greatest fist pumper right. of all time. <laughs> that's right. Oh, <laughs> we all grew up trying to emulate it. Not getting, not even getting close though. There you go. Um, now, I know you said you don't really pick a champion for it, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who is your favorite going into this Masters tournament? And do you have – I don't remember who won. Mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson, right? Dustin Johnson won. Do you have um, him repeating? It very – I think it's very possible he repeats. Um, I, I'm i not going to pick Bryson DeChambeau, but I want to see him win. Just I, I'm not a Bryson hater. People either love him or hate him. I love that he's – I mean, he's not breaking any rules. He's just using all of the rules to his advantage. Um, he, yeah, he's just gotten unbelievably swollen from all the, <laughs> the weightlifting. So uh, I'm going to pick DJ to repeat, assuming he's healthy. Cause yeah, he he's taken a couple of tournaments off, but yeah, exactly. I'll pick, I'll pick DJ to repeat. If now, he's healthy. now, obviously they just played in November um, and normally it's played obviously in April. Do you think the courses are the course is the same, but it's different because of the season, don't you think? Yeah, the grass changes, the speeds on the greens change, um, wind conditions will change. Uh, it's it's somewhat marginal. Well, certainly marginal, marginal from an amateur perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. the state of the grass is never going to 
yeah. golfer hurt my game. Everything's going to hurt my game all the time. Yeah. Um, but for the, yeah, these players, I mean, it's crazy. Like the, my favorite thing in golf is watch is hearing player and caddy conversations, how they talk about a shot. Like Phil Mickelson will choose a different club based on what time of day it is because the den- the air density will be different or mm. the wind is going three miles an hour, right. Or, uh, it rained earlier that day and there's a little more dew on the grass. Like it's, it's unbelievable the things they think about that I'm just thinking, okay, I think I hit this club this far. Let me try to hit it straight, but <laughs> they're just, they're robots out there. Yeah. Well, I, I'll for sure turn, tune in at least to probably maybe Saturday and Sunday and watch a little bit of the masters for my buddy Luke here. Um, I, I don't think I can watch that much. Uh, it might, it might be on in the background. Um, uh, while, while I'm, you know, if you need a good nap, things. toss on some golf in the background. It's, <laughs> it's, it's great background audio for a good nap. There you go. Um, let's, let's move on to something that I, I've been waiting to talk about this with some Coppell, Coppell boys. This is our final little topic here. Uh, we have an ex player from Coppell. Uh, he's two years older than, than me and Luke and a, and three years older than Rob. We all saw him play though. Landon Gosling will be on the bachelorette, um, in, uh, what, in, uh, I guess in the summer he's filming, he's filming now, but he'll be on the bachelorette in the summer. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this? I'll start with Rob here. Cause Luke is actually our, our bachelorette. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it, but he, I'm the batch. I'm the, I'm the, the five out podcast bachelorette correspondent. There you go. He's the correspondent for us <laughs> on the bachelorette. But Rob, I'll start with you. What, what, what was your thoughts whenever I sent that text to you guys saying that he was going to be on the bachelorette? <laughs> I mean, I never saw it coming, dude, because I thought he was on the coaching path. Yeah. I thought he was on the coaching path. You know, he was doing everything he could. And I remember literally a couple of weeks before that, Drew was like, yeah, Landon got a gig at Coppell. He's working as a coach. And then I get the text as I wake up. <laughs> Bachelorette. I, I can never imagine it. Number two at Coppell High School, point guard out of California. <laughs> I just, I just want, I just want you to, I want everyone at home to realize that when Robin says he woke up, he woke up at 2 p.m. that day uh, to read my text that I sent at 12, like a p.m. that day. Robin wakes, Robin wakes up very late. Oh, the um, pre-work days, baby. Yep, those are those are his pre-work days. Now, Luke, you're you're our you know bachelor correspondent. Uh, your thoughts hearing that you know someone who's going to actually be on the show personally. I don't know about yeah. personally, but. You know. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll go personally. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we definitely got some shots up together. Sometimes we were in the same basketball program. We, we might follow each other on Twitter. Um, <laughs> not anymore. Not yeah, not anymore. But um, yeah, I I agree with Rob. Like on the coaching path, I'm like I was surprised that he was on a couple of coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I'm like okay, that's cool. And then in just a crossover, like <laughs> unbelievable ankle snatcher to be on the Bachelor, uprooting everything. Uh, I mean, I love it. I've known one person that has been like, oh yeah, I know that person on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I wonder what it's like to actually know someone on the show. I'm just excited to see how he acts on the show versus how I remember him or how we know him. Mm-hmm. Because a lot, a lot of people are clout chasers and they'll change, they'll change the way they are and they'll end up with quadrupling their Instagram followers and they'll be an influencer. Some people are genuine. I mean, but in, it's a reality show, so we have to remember that. So I'm super pumped to see what he's like on the show if he's going to be like a heartthrob for the girls of america or if he's going to be a jerk or if, i don't know it it could be anything hooper <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> dude i'm excited to see what his bio is like they'll say his name and then the little bio some people's are like wild yeah i wonder if his yeah. it, former, sh- former shooting guard 
<laughs> it'll be interesting to see his walk up too. see if he does anything funny or he's just basic because i know that's that's a thing now starting to become more popular that these guys are trying to you know impress make that first impression he's gonna uh, have no I, he's gonna bring so much swag he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be the swag lord I, I don't think anyone's gonna be able to out swag him honestly yeah for sure I, it'll be interesting i mean i don't remember him like i don't ever think i've had a real conversation with landon gosling ever in my life um but it'll be interesting to see what he's like on TV. You know, like you said, TV changes people. So um, it is cool, though, to say that we know someone from Capel. I know Capel's buzzing about it. Um, I think he's in New Mexico filming right now. Um, and uh, let's just say he's no longer on the coaching staff at Capel anymore. I'll I'll speak about that. Um, but, but he's having a great opportunity. And if he does well, as Luke has told us, he has the chance to potentially be the next Bachelor or maybe go to Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. This this suits him well. I mean, he already has a lot of followers. He would he would uh, if, of of the all the people I've ever met, Lando's the top of the list of who would just dominate Instagram influencer world. Yep, he's made for that. Exactly. So that'll be interesting. But uh, that's it for our show today. Thank you guys so much for sticking around and listening to us. I know it's a little bit longer show, but bringing on Luke, bringing on some extra knowledge, and then obviously. Uh, having robin on was awesome so thank you guys so much for listening we will see you guys next time if you guys enjoyed this episode and listen to more of our episodes we release episodes every thursday talking a little bit about nba uh, and we'll have one just one more week of college basketball unfortunately Uh, but go ahead and check us out on apple spotify or youtube if you'd like to watch us Uh, if you check us out on youtube you have to look us up at sideline sports Um, you will be able to watch videos there uh, for five out as well as our other podcasts as well if you want to check us out on uh, apple or spotify just look us up at five out that's five like the number then ive out uh, you can check us out there while you're at all those platforms go ahead hit the subscribe button while you're there it's 100 free for you to do uh, and all it does is help us out in the long run so if you don't guys don't mind hitting that button for us and hitting like on the youtube video that'd be greatly appreciated if you like to check out our uh, Twitter as well, you can, up, you can look us up at 5 underscore out. We post daily content. That includes our fantasy basketball recap for our fantasy league, as well as poll questions and other things as well. So go check us out there. Uh, and then if you'd like to check us out on Instagram and TikTok, you have to look us up at Sideline Sports. You'll see very similar content that you see on Twitter, but you'll see it on those other platforms. And you'll also see uh, some of our stuff from uh, the Split Up Rice podcast and some of our other podcasts that we have. Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed this episode today. It was awesome having Luke on and having him join us. Um, if you guys like to see him more in the future, just let us know. I'm sure he'd happy to be on. Um, that's going to do it for us here today. We'll see you guys next time.
Say. 